Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week we make friends with a black person and learn about real live secret sex parties. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, uh, Nick Adams, comedian, uh, author of uh, Making Friends with Black People. That's I got it right, right? Yes. Not How to Make Friends with Black People. Yes. That's a different book. Yeah, it's a totally different book. By uh, a totally different guy. Well, welcome which to the- one's Which one's better? Mine is better. The other one is uh, it's, less It's better. actual instructions on how to meet and make friends with black people. Mine is just... So it's more dirty. practical. Yes. Mine is completely impractical. Yeah. It will not help you in any... It's gags. It's goofs. Uh, comedy material. Yucks. Um, that's it. It's Splorfs. A few, a few insights, maybe. If you say so. Seven out of ten insights, maybe? Six. Seven's pushing it. How, okay. how hard did you try to include insights? Mm, not at all. If they were, if there were insights there, then they got in, but I didn't, you know, okay. really sleep over the insights. You know, last week, Jordan, we recorded our intro um, on the scene of a, uh, a spectacular fireworks display. Oh, man. Yeah. Boy, you don't have to, you don't have to remind, remind me. That is etched into my memory. Well, Jordan, hmm. I got a couple emails about this. Right. I forgot to mic the fireworks. No. If yeah, I don't know if you know this, Nick. You, I'll you have work to in, start describing things more vividly. You then. work in show business, Nick. But if you want something to show up in the audio track, you got to mic it properly. Right, right. And in this case, while I mic'd the different people who were talking, and they, it was uh, you, me, and uh, rapper Pigeon John, we didn't mic the fireworks. Sure. The reason is I forgot the really big boom pull. Boom, lav. Shotgun, all just, kinds of mics. Here's Those where are three kinds of mics. Here's where a Jordan Jesse Go Foley artist mm-hmm. could go into the uh, workroom. We don't have a Foley yeah. artist. What we usually do is, no matter what sound we need to make, Jordan will take a pit of gravel and then walk his feet <laughs> through it. He's a Foley artist. And then through the computers, we'll change that to sound like a dinosaur, a car wreck, or uh, some sort of sport fucking. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we allowed to... Oh, is this an adult-rated this doesn't Oh, yeah, sure. You can totally curse. Right, you can yeah. curse if you want. Because some children do listen, so we try and mention if we're going to talk about something really vulgar. I think yeah. we've probably scared the parents away by this point. Yeah. yeah. We try and keep it. things positive. Shit. This is, the, this is maybe the, the quickest, we quickest s- end that we've uh, we, started the blue material. <laughs> we swear we, we, we swear some, but we try and keep it positive and Positive swearing. Yeah, yeah, like if, if I say this is an awesome fucking podcast. Or how about fine. this? I, I fucking love to read. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't say call Jesse a bitch. Dennis Kucinich <laughs> is a great son of a bitch. Oh, man, who am I going to vote for? I was totally just ready to vote for him, and then I just didn't do any research I, on anybody else. And I, had dropped a, out. I still I have a Dennis Kucinich button and a t-shirt, and I still wear it. Can we not talk about Dennis Kucinich on this show? <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about Dennis Kucinich. You don't want people to turn it off? Oh God! I'm turned. I've already turned it off. I'm not even recording right now. <laughs> Dennis Kucinich angers you that much? 
for the process. He doesn't anger me. I just don't like to think about him. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, you're he just afraid like, of all his big ideas. Yeah, Jesse. you're, you're afraid, afraid of, of change. Thorn. You're afraid of change. Strength through peace, Jesse. Strength he's, through peace. He seems like a decent man. You don't want a hot redhead right in the in the White House. <laughs> I don't think she's that hot. She's not hot. She's, she's hot only for a relatively she's hot. hot compared she's relatively. to Dennis Kucinich. Well, she's also hot compared to nine out of ten presidential candidates. Well, she's wow. kind of exotic looking. I, think I read more this, than, like more than hot. She's kind of she's exotic. I, I read an article about how w- amazing their love was. I think it was maybe in the New York Times. And I somehow managed to go away from a basically a puff piece about how beautiful their love was, thinking less of both of them. You, like you're too young to be this jaded. Jesse. It was about how they like how they like they fell in love over a long weekend at Shirley MacLaine's house. <laughs> Didn't they <laughs> date like, for like three weeks? How her her like father is a natural healer and her mother is a yogi or something. Right. Oh man. I was like, oh, like they they first bonded over their, you know, their shared regard for giant paper mache heads. Too bad the New York Times didn't spend any time uh, talking about his universal health care plans or his plans to end the war. They spent all their time talking about his goofy love life. I just knew. Way to go, paper of record. I knew. <laughs> Way to go, okay. great lady. We'll, we'll be back to not talk about Dennis Kucinich <laughs> yes. uh, in just a minute on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, uh, comedian, author, Nick Adams. Great to have you here, Nick. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I should have a nickname. You can make one yeah, up. It's yeah. a standing policy. If you'd like to have a nickname. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, nobody gave us our nicknames. We made them up. Yeah, so. you, you got to do the crime to do the time. I'll think on it. Okay. Oh. That was a very thinly Is that the nickname? Wire reference. I'll uh-huh. think on it. I'll think on it. All right. Okay. Nick just wants to talk with me about The Wire for the rest of this show. Well, we already got Kucinich out of the way. The Wire is the only <laughs> thing I think about, pretty much, in my daily life. Well, you guys talk about The Wire. Jesse, get your dog in here to sit on my lap while I talk to it about GameCube. <laughs> are you are you one of those people who's, who've heard so many people talk about how great The Wire is, and now you're resolved to not watching it? Uh, here's okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I. Uh, here's the deal. I've uh, Jesse was actually nice enough to get me the complete season of The Wire for Christmas, the first season for oh, Christmas. It's a good friend. And twice I have put in the first episode, <laughs> and twice have fallen asleep five wow. minutes in. David Simon, if you're listening, cover your ears. It is not. I mean, I'm I'm gonna give it another go. I have been inordinately <laughs> sleepy lately. I just want to point out that I have been five years sleepier later. than normal. <laughs> But that's this is where the wire and I stand right now. Well, that's fair, fair enough. enough. You've given it, a, you know, a college. I, try. I and and kind of the thing I hear from everyone is like, oh, you just got to you got to you got to burn through the first five episodes, then it starts to make sense. Like then it starts to get good. You know what? Here's my contention about those people, and okay. I know that I bet there's people out in there in our audience who are agreeing with that right now. Sure, I can hear them nodding. There. There are flaws in The Wire. I think that especially early on, some of the acting is a little rough. Um, I definitely think that the main character, McNulty, uh, especially at the beginning, just did a terrible American accent. Just really bad. What, what is he? What's his? Like, he's uh, he's like Irish or something? British? He's British. Yeah, okay. he's, in- yeah he's English. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so you he, just do like he gets house it right about seventy percent like of the time. It's also like, difficult really because nobody really knows what a Baltimore accent sounds like. Yeah, okay, but let me let me finish what I'm okay. saying here. But besides that, I felt like I knew what was going on at the beginning. Like I don't understand who these people are that don't have any idea. Like what's go, what was well, going? Actually, it's not getting sold to me. Like oh, you won't understand the plot, but like. Like what, the brilliance of it will start to make sense well, after five episodes. It, it, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in the way that a traditional episodic television show yeah, makes sense. That's true. The hour doesn't end, and you go, oh, "Okay, something." It's like a novel. When you finish the first chapter of a novel, you still don't know what the hell is going on. I was so you know? excited at the end of the first episode of The Wire to watch more episodes of The Wire. I was too. I guess. I guess. I just honestly, I think what it is is that I actually kind of. Like you know how some people like really love Law and Order, you know those. I'm aware of I that. I really like Law and Order. Okay, so there's some the 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 one of the appeals of Law and Order is that it takes you on this little trip, and really, the whole trip is is within these really specific confines, right. both sort of thematically and in terms of the fact that you know that what happens at the beginning will be resolved at the end. Right. And that almost invariably in hour long shows just annoys me. And I'm not saying it is a value judgment right. at all. Like I don't think that's a worse kind of show to have in any way. Right. Um, in some cases, it's sort of like a smaller kind of show than The Wire, but it's not worse at all. Sounds like the same reason you didn't like Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is the same reason I didn't like Tales from the also, Crypt. Also, you hate uh, spooky puns. Can I say something about a show that I did th- not like as much at the beginning, but came to really like? Yes, you can. It is Mad Men on the AMC channel. I okay, continue. I'll give my thoughts. Okay, well, I that. started at the beginning, and I was like, uh, I was really mixed feelings about it. I like the fact that they all had on outfits, and there was a lot of <laughs> uh, furniture to look at. So your first, your first uh, plus about the show, the first thing you liked was the fact that they were wearing clothes. No, they were wearing. It's outfits. not one of these new like shows. <laughs> they were fit, that have they so were like popular. the period garb. Is what they you were like. suited and booted. This isn't they like, had on. This isn't like whole... nude house on Fox. <laughs> I like the. I one thing. I'll give you an example. One thing I do like about Mad Men is the fact that uh, all of the employees at the at the the advertising firm in the series. Um, all use a TV fold in their pocket square, which is this straight line across mm-hmm. one, kind of a cl- really classic 50s, like super conservative right. one, right. except for the boss who has a four-pointed fold. And if you can imagine what four points... It's like points, an origami... It looks like a shark mouth in the pocket of his... <clears throat> anyway, that's the kind of thing that I was interested in at the beginning of Mad Men. Right. Um, and I, it took me a while. There's sort of like some big secrets in the show, and I... F- I felt like there were definitely times in the series when I felt like um, stuff happened that felt moderately arbitrary and or frustrating in terms of character motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of the first season, which which I just finished uh, this past week, I I basically loved it. And I will say also that the main guy in Mad Men, whose name is... Uh, uh, I don't remember what his real name is in in real life right now. John Hamm, maybe that is? Works for me. Okay. Uh, anyway, his character's name is Don Draper. Um, it is as good uh, an acting performance as I've seen on a TV show. Like, he's really, like, cinema star quality. Mm. 
um, work that he's that he's doing in the show, and everybody else is is very good too. But like he's, you're like, oh, that is a movie actor. That is not a that's not this kind of slightly stilted TV acting, right? You know, or the kind of I'm kind of likable TV acting, right? You know what I mean? Well, what were you gonna say about it? I I I enjoyed. I watched the pilot. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I've started to do in my later later life, in you know, as I progress into my mid thirties, uh, I don't give shows as much of a chance as I used to. Uh-huh. And I don't say that as a, I don't think that's a bad thing. If you don't grab me, I'm done. There's too much other stuff. But that couldn't I can you have missed out on the wire because of that? No, I, the wire grabbed me immediately. But it, but what if there was a show that was like the wire, but didn't have the wire's milieu? Which I think is, uh, you know, uh, might appeal to your, you know, personal taste and sensibilities. Right, and that's I, I am completely willing to admit that I might miss a lot of good television mm-hmm. that way, but it's just the way I operate, and I'll tell you why. I sat through, I think it was five or six episodes of that goddamn Carnival <laughs> on HBO, and if I ever run into any of those, anybody involved in that show, in the making of it, in the creating of it, if I ever run into them on the street. I'm going to demand that we go to dinner and sit down for six hours while and they just sit while I talk about whatever. I'm so <laughs> I kept waiting for something to happen the what? next week, the next week, and nothing. So now my fuse is much shorter. But the second thing that prevented me from getting into Mad Men is that every now and then, when it comes to, you know, art, my uh, ethnicity rears its ugly head. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-white people with my art. I'm a huge Feist fan. That's about as white as anything gets. Yeah, I like anything. Bjork a lot. I, yeah, again, super mega white. But when I watch a show like Mad Men or a movie from time to time, this thought flashes through the mind of, I think most people of color is like, oh, great. Here's something else that nobody black can be involved in. Mm-hmm. That entire show, I think the first... Yeah, the, well, hold on. Let's be I'm forgetting fair. about the waiter at the beginning of the pilot, I know. There is an elevator man. <laughs> Chauncey the Elevator Man, the best elevator supporting actor. Operator. Maybe maybe there'll be a shoeshine boy in later <laughs> we episodes. We can only hope. So. If only Scatman Carruthers were alive. You forgot <laughs> about the subplot where someone had to eat a slice of watermelon. <laughs> oh, wow. Ew. All of a sudden, it's the mind of Encia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it, every now and then, that yeah, just kind of rubs me the wrong observations way. about beaners you want to share? <laughs> no. <sighs> I, I just couldn't get into it. I, it I'll, is I'll give really, it really white. I, I, that's very. I mean, that's totally reasonable. Speaking as a, one of America's whitest, um, it's confirmed. That's especially confirmed. if you consider, you know, that uh, the whitest parts of my whiteness, which is prodigious, have to do with <laughs> aesthetic things, which are the strengths of the sh- series. And and I I will admit, aesthetically, it's it looked great. You know, I think the performances from what I saw seemed to be you know really good. I had issues with some of the things in the pilot, but ultimately. You know, can I tune in to watch more white people on television? It did make me feel like I can watch dramatic television series, which I was concerned about because sometimes I have a hard time watching The Wire, and I haven't. I'm not up to date with The Wire. I'm only about two thirds of the way through season four. Oh, okay. Because when I watch an episode of The Wire, I just am like a, you know, like a dying fish out mm-hmm. of water. Like I just, it just socks me in the stomach, and I just start like. I'll just be crying and shit, like all that kind wow. of stuff. It's very yeah. powerful. 
I mean, not because, and the thing about it is, it's not so much that The Wire is like this all downer show. I mean, it's like thematically it is kind of downer, but, yeah. and, and terrible things happen sometimes in the show, but the show's also very funny. It's one and of like, the funniest shows on television. Yeah, and good things happen on the show, too. Uh, it's just that, like, I just get so invested in it. It's not that it's so sad. Like, I think when people, when I tell people how about how much The Wire upsets me sometimes, they think, oh, I can't watch it. It's just going to be like a long list of sad, terrible things, which I don't think it really is in a lot of ways. But what it is, is I just have never been involved in any work of fiction that I care about that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's incredibly engrossing. And when season three starts, or I'm sorry, season four starts, and you see those kids, you know, you're just like, oh, great. They're going to totally rip my heart out. Uh-huh. And I know it's coming. And, you know, episode after episode, you see, you just want to hug them. You want to hug your television. I want to help those little children. <laughs> Nick, help me help those children. Um, and then I saw one of those, one of the kids from The Wire. I was home and my, when I'm at home with my, at my mom's house, she recently got uh, direct TV. So I'll just sit there and just watch cable television because I've never really ha- particularly had cable television. So it's kind of cool. Like you just watch it like, oh, here's another show and another show. There's so many choices. <laughs> it never stops. Yeah, exactly. There was a show on, I think it was the My Super 16 show, oh. although that might be only girls. So it might have been a different show. Are there boys on My Super 16? I, I've only brought myself to watch, I think, one Okay, so on My Super 16 was one of the kids from The Wire and he was totally having his birthday party and um like bow wow and uh jermaine dupree were there and it was totally exploded my world like i could not handle the idea of one of the kids from the wire um it was the why is jermaine dupree hanging out with 16 year olds what what has jermaine dupree ever done else guys good can point we, can good we talk point. about can we talk about something uh, that we all know about uh, I just well, brought gonna, up Jermaine Dupree. I'm going to suggest uh, episodes of Mystery Science Theater that have been uploaded to Google Video. I can talk about that. I'm not up that's, on that's what I watched before bed. Recent MSTK. MST3K. T3K. It's a funny show, though. Sure. It's great. Nick, have you, have you made a conscious decision to have more beard lately? I have made a conscious decision not to spend $20 on uh, razor blade refills. Okay, That's typically so we're the, using a Mach 3? I am. I upgraded to the Mach 3 several nice. years ago. It's very nice. It's smooth. But yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a pricey You know, uh, you can luxury. get them at Costco. That's a good, it's a good savings if you get them at Costco. So now instead of spending $20, I'm spending $80. But I'm not buying that. 17 That's a lie because your head is clean shaven. I don't have to change the razor blades as often. For your head. For, for your, your head? head. For Do you head. use a separate head razor? I, I use, it's basically this, it's a different brand. I think it's the Schick. Extreme quattro. So, do you get better results on your head with the shik and on your face with the? The one that I use for my head has more flex and Uh give. Yeah, the the roundness, the the contours. You wanted to hug the contours, right? Versus, you know, pretty much it's straight a straight surface for the face. When I I once shaved my head, and I use uh, a Mach three razor. I when think I shave my head, I use a three blader. Do you use a gel or a cream? What do you What do you put I go on gel. It? Soap. I go gel. Gel. Sure. You know what? There is on. Uh, let's take a call real quick. Jordan Jesse, go. Um, this is Joel from Binghamton, New York. I was able to today, for the first time, give myself a closer shave with a straight razor than I was with a safety razor. 
this included using not just a straight razor, which I honed on a leather belt, but included also using a boar hair brush to lather my face. And I was able to slap some witch hazel on my face afterwards to uh, soothe my skin and such what. Anyhow, I thought you'd figure that would be cool and old-timey. I could be wrong. But anyhow, keep up the great work. Out. What do you think about... Wow. This is a thing. Someone get that man a bit of fondant. <laughs> Perhaps an astringent. But this is the thing, to get obsessed with shaving your wow. face in a complicated way. I have a question, though. He said he was able to, which leads me to believe that there were... He had previously... <laughs> yeah, there had were a aborted attempts he, to shave his face with a straight razor. There were almost certainly mishaps. <laughs> Um, it's a big thing, though, and speaking as someone is it, wait, is who... It, wait, do you say, when you say that's a big thing, this is a trend? Is there's the, the stores, old-time there's old-timey I've, shaving I've equipment that. stores. I've gone to the... You've gone and of, gotten yours? Yes, yes, it was a gift certificate I didn't pay for. Did you get your face shaved or yes. your head shaved, your whole, whole operation? I wouldn't... I, the head shave, it's, I don't... It's not balls. enough of a thing. Balls. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I that's shave my the, balls at you home. You just go to the art of shaving, to the fancy, like, barber shop, and you're like... And uh, could you do a quick once-over on the old Balzins? You have enough scratch. I'm sure there's someone uh, yeah. in Los Angeles. There's with a luxury, vintage, <laughs> ball semi-ironic shaver. ball shaver. This is, a qu- this is an actual question for me, though. I want to know, is this weird? Is this good or bad? Because I can't decide. Speaking as someone who, uh, for Christmas, asked for gold-plated collar stays, this should <laughs> be that? the kind of shit that I like. Uh, I I've actually uh, made, taken a step into this territory recently. Oh, really? Every once in a while, I'll have a pipe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you know I, that I started doing that? I think you told me that you. I think you told me over the telephone. Now, to be clear, in high school, you went through a bubble pipe period. Yeah. This Don't is a all? real period. No, this, this is a real is a pipe. tobacco pipe. This is a tobacco pipe. Um. Do you uh? Do you go with the patches on the sleeves yet, or is that is that later? Is that <laughs> no, down, yeah. Down I, I, although I do, I do now own a, a suede a suede sport coat. Excellent. Um, but there is patchless. Um, yeah, you know, I actually had to get it as a prop um, uh, for work recently. And I'm like, why not? And there was a pouch of tobacco called Sir Walter Raleigh's Personal Reserve. I'm like, fuck it, I better get this too, as long as I'm expensing things. Yeah, well, uh, because it's gr- anyways, and it's 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 it's, it's too complicated. But it's uh, but I kind of like the. It's um, complicated. Well, I mean, more complicated than like smoking a cigarette oh, or something right, like right. that. Um, Did you now? You don't really smoke cigarettes, right? No, no, I've I've smoked maybe seven cigarettes in my life. Right. Uh, and and all within the past two years. Right. Um. Uh. But you know what? It's it's really soothing, and I kind of like the ritual of it. I I don't do many. I don't have much. Um. Like you know, ritual or like, uh, um, I, there's another word. For, I was just gonna say a synonym for ritual, yeah. but I don't need to. Um, <laughs> ritual will work. Yeah, ritual's fine. But yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like the routineness of it, and um, it's it's really soothing, and it uh, smells, smells good. Great. It smells good. If you do it before bed, your mouth will taste real gross when you wake up. Um, but yeah, I I really like it. I think having a pipe is something I'm gonna gonna continue to do. Really? How often do you plan to continue to do you plan to do it? How long? How often? How often? You need to do... Two a week. Two a week? Two pipes a week. Interesting. One or two pipes a week. Are you concerned at all that you're going to get mouth cancer like Babe Ruth? Mm, yes, but I'm more concerned of becoming a big fatso. 
Oh, like Babe Ruth. Oh, like Babe Ruth. Yeah. You're concerned that that may have been the cause of his obesity, his yes. fondness for pipes and cigars. For a pipe. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't. Maybe there wasn't tobacco in the pipe. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was maybe ice found cream. A, he found a way to, to uh, put snacks of some sort <laughs> into his pipe. And there was just yeah, the smoke was just decoy smoke. He was really yeah. uh, he was really sucking hog fat. This chocolate is on fire. <laughs> He just had a bacon pie. <laughs> but, but I think what you've, what you've fallen for is one of the things my wife, who no longer smokes, thanks to me, uh, talked about when she did smoke, she liked the accoutrement of smoking. Yeah, sure. The lighter, having the package of cigarettes, having something to carry your cigarettes in. And then when she was in Europe, watching people roll their own cigarettes with their own tobacco, all of that stuff is kind of... It's just kind of cool. Yeah, I have a little leather pouch for my pipe, and then there's a place for the tobacco and a place for the lighter. It's really nice if you have if you are wearing a suede sport coat. Right. Uh, you have the, you can just put it in a pocket. It's really fun. Um, it's not gross at all. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, the, the the grossest part I've experienced so far is the aforementioned. If you do it before bed, you'll wake up with a pretty foul taste in your mouth. But um. Yeah, the, the but you pretty is... much wake up with a foul taste in your mouth every morning, regardless of whether you smoke. Is that at a night. gay joke, Nick? <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean. I meant the Nick, royal. Why are you, you all picking of us... on Jordan and making gay jokes that's at Jordan's th- expense? Thir- that's the third one since I've come in. <laughs> <laughs> Only the first on Mike. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no. The, you don't, um, Jordan. You're not on board with these uh, pre-Mike callbacks. <laughs> That's going to be the new trademark. Yeah. Of, we'll just let you know if yeah. something's really funny yeah. because it's a callback. Hey you guys. don't get it, audience. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to make a little juice from concentrate. <laughs> 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 Boom! Hey! Bringing it back. Juice from concentrate. Talking about it earlier. Had to be there, internet audience. Oh, man. Those folks are missing out. Wait, you said your wife stopped smoking thanks to you. What did you... what? Because it's like, super gross and gives t- her cancer. When we met, like I, I, I'd always told myself, I, I, I just don't like smoking. I, you know, people in my family always smoke, and it's just kind of gross to me. And I wasn't gonna date someone who smoked. And she had cigarettes in her drawer, and I promptly threw them out. Wait, and, when you started dating? Yeah, this was like very soon after we started dating. I noticed some cigarettes in her drawer, and I tossed them. Wow! And then a That's couple of months bold. later, they a pack of cigarettes reappeared, and I tossed those too. Were you secretly tossing them, or like tossing them in front of her face? Well, no, I think she. Well, you Did know, you, like crumple them up, like I won't have you. <laughs> no, it wasn't that dramatic. She had a pack of cigarettes, you know, in the back drawer in the kitchen, okay. or whatever, and clearly had put them away for a rainy day, and I threw them out, and then she. Went out at some point and got another pack, and I threw them out. And I think she got the hint. So it was that easy. It well, was that you easy. You just threw away two packs of cigarettes, and the whole thing was finished. Th- that's how you stop people from smoking. You why don't Why cigarettes. don't the, Why can't we get you making these stop smoking PSAs? Because people are talking about nicotine patch. They're talking about nicotine sure. gum. They're talking about you, you know you put nic- a toothpick in your mouth. Blah 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 blah. What we really need is just Nick say, "Well, I'll date you." <laughs> Second or third date, I'll I like throw this. away your cigarettes. I like where you're going with this. Couple months later, throw them away again. Problem solved. Game <laughs> over. That's pretty bold of you to, on the second date, start throwing her things away. <laughs> yeah. That's how I roll. Cigarettes are expensive, Nick. Yeah. You're a beautiful, intelligent woman, and uh, you seem to meet all my criteria, but this one little habit, is it's got to go. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It is pretty gross. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to deny that it's a gross habit. And my mom started, both of my parents smoked uh, when I was younger. And my, my mom quit when I was very young. My dad quit when I was maybe uh, 
tenor or something like that. And uh, I I heard from someone that if if you're exposed to a lot of smoke, but then not then it's extra, extra gross, and that's definitely my experience. Yeah. I just think it's like the grossest thing in the history of the world. But when I was like 16, my mom started secretly smoking, and I basically had to throw away her cigarettes, and it worked as far as I know. See, I, I was, tried that with my mom, and it didn't go over as well. No. I was also like eight, I think, when I tried to do that. So It's hard to intimidate as an eight-year-old. Yeah, I mean, you, you have that death stare. You're well known for your death stare. I am? No, <laughs> quite the I opposite. Should, I should have just gone with it. You have a very, very warm, genial face. I am the least intimidating black man in America. Oh, you are very, and even t- you're not even intimidating to people who don't know about how much you like Feist. Right, they don't even know how white folks friendly I am. Yeah, to, exactly. To quote G. Riley, that's not my line. Can we go back to straight razors for a minute here? Uh, sure. I'm <laughs> kind of interested in. I'm. Definitely, I'm 100% behind getting uh, shave at the barbershop. Oh, I should have a pipe while I'm shaving with a straight <laughs> razor. Oh, shit. And I'm wearing like a, an undershirt. Oh, you know. I'm talking I, about uh, squashing the rebels or something. I do have that, um, I do have that uh, uh, like 1930s rayon robe that was too small for me that I was going to give you. you that it. should definitely be worn while I'll you're enjoying your pipe. Me. Yeah. There's no doubt robe, about that. pipe. Lathered balls. <laughs> what could be better? I don't know. <laughs> There's a Saturday. I don't like to shave my balls. I just like to cover them in hot lather every now and then. <laughs> and the old RPLP. <laughs> Wait, RPLB. What's that? Uh, rope, rope pipe, pipe lathered balls. Rope pipe lathered balls. Acronym. Lap of luxury. That would have been a lot better if I said it right the first time. I, right. I apologize. But what no, about I mean, doing it yourself? That's like. Is that too affected to do it yourself? I don't know if it's because I'll dangerous. say this. One of the amazing things about living in contemporary America is <laughs> only one. is the <laughs> the three blade razor, which does such a good job. It really does a Do great job. Do you need job. to get any closer than that? I don't feel like I need to get any closer <laughs> than that. I'm concerned about it. Shave. Frankly, I'm concerned about ingrown hairs. <laughs> you know, I say I, I with regards to this. Thanks for the support on the ingrown hairs. You just got a kind of a huh. Hmm. That's not even a joke. That's just real concern. No, that was a legitimate concern. <laughs> I was looking for a shoulder to cry on. I don't have. I can. I can give you some grooming tips. I, I mean, okay, thanks. With regards to the, uh, is this too affected? This, I think, are is your concern that this is kind of the same as someone, you know, driving a VW Bug or or wearing a SpongeBob T-shirt or something is like that? Is it like? Is it? Is it? Not is there not a good reason to do it, and is it way too much for what you get out of it? Yes, yes. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, you know, there is an entire industry that exists specifically to give you a close shave, mm-hmm. uh, a reasonable, you know, close shave. You can walk to any drugstore, any Ralphs, and get all the necessary equipment to shave your face. That's just you know going above and beyond. It's unnecessary. Okay, fair enough. I I. I'm not sure. I think it might be kind of neat. Yeah, I think it's a cool thing to know how to do. You know, it's Once, like it's like changing a tire. Yeah, yeah. You should know. You should be aware of. If how I to have do that. to, I can do it. Yeah. If but I have I to call sh- shave with a knife while I'm uh, <laughs> driving cattle or something like that, I know how to do it. Um, I changed a tire once. Have you ever changed a tire, Jordan? Have I changed a tire? Yeah, no. I've called AAA a few times. Have you ever changed a tire? Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat once you did it. 
uh, it's pretty annoying while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be able to say that you changed a tire. Yeah, I know. What happened to me is uh, I got a flat tire and I called AAA and I had AAA from my dad's family or something like that. I called AAA, found out that my dad had uh, not paid his AAA. And normally when you forget to pay your AAA, then you can uh, just pay right away and they'll re-up right. you automatically. But because my dad had used the AAA so many times, they wouldn't let him do that. So they wouldn't let, and then they wouldn't let, they wouldn't like let let me sign up for the AAA or anything like so you're, that. So you're blackballed. I'm from AAA. seriously blacklisted <laughs> from AAA because of my because of my dad's like two hundred thousand mile Honda Civic and my uh, at the time eighty two Chevy El Camino. I feel like if you're driving an eighty two Chevy El Camino, they should just come just out of the goodness uh, of their yeah, heart. Yeah, just, they just like, follow you around. <laughs> yeah, just in case we're right behind you, Thorny. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't I don't drive an eighty two El Camino anymore, Nick. Excellent. I drive an eighty five El Camino now. Excellent upgrade. Yeah, that man can shave how he wants to shave, though. I just don't see the the practicality. Of I it. wonder if he uses a mug. I bet he does. If he's got a a lab to hold the lather in, badger yeah. hair brush, he definitely. Has I a mug. like <laughs> the mug and the brush, but I'm unconvinced about the straight razor. I think that's ultimately what it is. I have a brush. The straight razor seems like it's too much. Yeah, hey, that's that's a mer- that's an no. Instrument you can't of you can't lather you can't lather with the brush and the mug and then just shave with your with your you know Mach 3. extreme Mach three that you got from the back of Maxim. You know what if you? <laughs> that know. is where I got my got Mach three. Back it's back funny back. that you mentioned that. That's exactly where I got. Mine. I was I was kind of as I was making that remark, I was wondering in my head if Axe Body Spray made a razor that I could reference, <laughs> but I don't know if they did. You know, some sort of extreme man's razor. I hey, don't know. seriously, if you have Axe Body Spray, you do not need a razor. No, you can look however the fuck you want. Women will they just tackle uh, you. Will rape you in public. Seriously, just one spray of Axe Body Spray under your arm, and chicks are lining up to lather your balls. Mm-hmm. Hey, shavers, I have a question. Okay. Sure. Why a battery on a perfectly good disposable razor? Why do you is, need? A, I don't understand what that is. It's what is because, that? Do you know what that's supposed to be? I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's because about. they, they have reached the logical end of number of blades you can put go in to a razor. Five? Yeah. yeah, they've got four in there. Five would just be silly. Quattro. But you don't know about the razors with the. They're powered no. with a battery in the razor. And it goes. It's like the same. It's like the same principle as the battery in the toothbrush. But you don't want a razor vibrating on your face. Why would you I, ever? I don't understand. I think it loosens the hairs or something. That's what their claim is. Yeah. The blood from the the cut loosens the <laughs> yeah, hair. On exactly. Your Put the vibrating laser uh, <laughs> razor on the blood spot and spray it everywhere yeah. for added fun. We should get ourselves some vibrating laser. <laughs> vibrating <laughs> laser razors. That sounds like a lot of fun. Anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Adams, have you thought of a nickname yet? I have not. God damn it. We just gave you a... That was half an hour you had to think of a... <laughs> I was supposed to talk and think of a nickname at the same time. Yep. I'm going to start calling you Beardsbury. Beardsbury. I'm going to go with Hardball. Hardball. Wow, yeah. That's a Hardball good one. Adams. Hardball Adams. I like That's it. That's a good oh, one. No, then really Chris Matthews one. will come after me. No, screw Chris, Chris Matthews. Matthews' name is. isn't Hardball. Right. He, play, yeah. he plays Hardball with his guests, Kinda. but he's not... He's not hardball. Nick Nick Adams like is seriously committed to watching cable television news. He just loves the shit out of that Keith Olbermann. 
really cares about hating Fox News. I like I like Oberman. I hate Fox News. I hate pretty much everyone else on Twenty Four Hours. Why wouldn't just Why wouldn't you just not watch any of that ever and not even think about it? That's my approach. That's a good idea. <laughs> Boom! Done. What it, you uh, just blew my mind. So do you do you turn on Fox News just to fume? No, no. But I I see what they're talking about via the blogs, via I the sh- tubes. I should be clear though that that would be no stranger than what we learned last week, which is uh, Jordan turns on conservative talk radio so he can feel at home. Yeah, which yeah. Is, I, where is home? Uh, uh, Orange County. Ah. <laughs> uh. My 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 uh, my parents listened to it while I was growing up. So uh, if I'm in traffic and feeling frustrated, if I turn on the if I turn on Rush, uh, <laughs> for you, some reason I, I I I get a little de-stressed. Wouldn't it be funny if my parents listened to conservative talk radio when uh, when I was a kid in the car? Yes, you've met my parents, right? I've met your parents. That would be something. Did Nick, conservative talk radio exist when you were a kid? I'm not that old. I'm one year older than Jordan is. But I mean that's that's a relatively new phenomenon, like the last ten or fifteen years, right? No, conservative talk radio. Well, it's not, it wasn't as big as it is now since the eighties. Yeah. Since the eighties, Rush has been around a long. I, I think time. your parents are the kind of people who might complain that Pacifica Radio was getting too conservative <laughs> for them. <laughs> Listen, Amy Goodman. <laughs> yeah. Man, luckily, luckily for me, Pacifica Pacifica Radio just uh, makes my parents angry. Um, they're more, uh, they're definitely more in the, um, in the NPR camp. Gotcha. Fair and enough. I love how when you said NPR, you just naturally your voice went down. Yes. A few to a more soothing tone. Have you guys, do you guys know the, um, public radio program, uh, the splendid table? Yes. Uh, when you the cooking show, it's the, it's the weekend comes on in the weekends. Uh, this woman, has recipes and she goes around tasting various regional delicacies. She, I had seen the NPR parody on Saturday Night Live with um, whoever was on that. I, I was can't Anna Gasteyer, right? And, yeah, Molly Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon. Okay, so they did this parody of, I guess, of that show. I had never heard that show before. That show indistinguishable from its Saturday Night Live parody. Sure. That is an unbelievable radio program. And I want to be clear here, too. I'm not, I don't think I'm against it. I think I kind of like it. Yeah, I like listening to it, too. She just goes apeshit for stuff. (laughs) But in such, like, a quiet way. She'll just be like, oh, get some of those mushrooms. Mm. And she sounds like she's saying everything while she's smiling and having a little orgasm. Kind of a Nigella Lawson vibe? Not, yeah, sort of a Nigella Lawson vibe, but a little less elegant. You don't know who Nigella Lawson is? No. Close your eyes and combine, combine the most delicious food you've ever had with the most beautiful breast you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Nigella. Nigella Lawson is a, uh, a television <laughs> food uh, host, and she hosts They this call it show. a presenter. She's, okay, she's a British uh, television presenter. And uh, her show is filmed on film, uh, I believe. It at least looks, it's at least made to look like it's shot on film and like intensely, like cinematically lit. lit. Like it looks like an Italian movie from the early 70s or it's something. It's in her flat, and, you know. And, her flat. and uh, she's, really, she's really good looking and really passionate about food and really elegant. Did Can you we know? Look at an internet picture? Uh yeah, but I mean we're we're doing a radio show right now. Do you want to no. look at it right right this very? Well, second? I don't know. We can cruise the net for a while. <laughs> okay, let's just let's just cruise the let's just cruise the net. So, did you know that uh, 
Nick, I know you're a big, I knew for some reason that you're a big Nigella Lawson fan, but um, I, I also think she's a really uh, pretty lady and all that good stuff. I once uh, fed her some grapes. How did how do I not know what? this? Come on. Yep, I fed her some grapes. Um, that worked. When I was working for West Coast Live, which is a public radio show that I work for in uh, San Francisco, and I used the term worked for very loosely. <laughs> I wasn't getting paid. Um, she was a guest on the show, and I think Sedge Thompson, the host, who's this guy who's uh, he's a good-looking guy and is you know he's forty-ish. He has this absurdly deep voice, like this stunningly. He seems like like a kind of guy who would have a pipe. He, I'm sure he does. He's 10 out of 10 for anything radio guy. voice. He's got a beard. Um, like I said, pretty good, very good looking for a radio host, but you know, pretty good looking for a person overall. Um, anyway, so he's interviewing her, and he says, like, well, uh, sometimes, sometimes your show can almost be sensual or something like that. And she made some sort of passing reference to f- someone feeding her grapes. And we're wishing someone would feed her grapes, I think, or something like that. And it just so happened I was standing next to these grapes. And I looked at the grapes and I looked at Dear the producer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I looked at the grapes and I looked at the producer of the show, Kathy, and I was and I like looked at the grapes and she's like, go, 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 go. So I like grabbed the grapes, went on stage and fed her fed her some grapes. That is wow. awesome. It was really cool. You just lived out my some dream. extended eye contact. Yeah, she was really nice. And just real pretty in real life too. She's awesome. I and mean, she wasn't as pretty as my uh, the love of my life, my fiance Teresa. Just as I'm sure she's not as pretty as uh, your beautiful wife. Not by a long shot. Yeah, exactly. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan, Jordan, Jordan prepared to make a fart noise and decided. <laughs> yeah, I decided, decided he'd rather laugh at us. Yeah, I'm a gentleman through and through. Oh man! Oh, this is what um, this is what I was trying to get to. I don't sure. know how I was going to get there. Um, uh, I'm think I'm going to change the name of the show. I'm thinking about changing it of to Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go 2000. <laughs> okay, let's Be- uh, let's explore that because it gives it a fresh feeling. <laughs> sure, <laughs> makes it feel futuristic, but at the same time really current. Um, and we we wouldn't have to change our branding that much. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really good opportunity to kind of say we're taking it to the next level. You know, this isn't yesterday's Jordan Jesse Go. This is tomorrow's Jordan Jesse Go. I like it. Do you? Do <laughs> you think we can do that? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'll have to get a new letterhead. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about our... Stationary. I'm a little concerned about our uh, accounting computers. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good plan. I like it. Can I ask either of you guys this question? Sure. Um, Jordan, have you uh, participated in any Secret Santas lately? Holy shit, Jesse, I sure have. <laughs> and it was a doozy. Um, Spill the beans, Mr. Morris. Yeah, no, I've been kind of meaning to tell the story for a while, but... Um, Can you tell that I was tr- I was going to segue to that before, but then I remembered that I wanted to rename the show uh, Jordan Jesse Go you, 2000, and I thought, if I don't say this now, I'm just going to forget no, it forever. Sure, don't give it, away the secrets, I'm surprised, the I'm, I'm surprised I'm about to tell this... Uh, Timely. Uh, secret Santa story. Yeah, I'm surprised too. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so we did like an office Secret Santa thing in my office, and uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the busybodyer ladies came around with a uh, with names and a hat. You picked names, um, and uh, you know, I work for a a skateboard surf television network, so 
you know, there's X amount of TV people around, but also X amount of uh, skate surf people around. Uh, and I got um, out of the hat this guy who works in the office who is in his mid-40s, has calf and neck tattoos, uh, shorts all the time, um, and the the last conversation I had with him before picking his name was when he told me that uh, he he was talking about 9/11 for some reason when I came into the room and he's like 9/11 wasn't that bad. What did 3,000 people die? Just 3,000 people. That's nothing compared to how many innocent people were killing over there. Um, so this is this kind of guy, right? Um, and what do you get this kind of guy for Secret Santa? Oh gosh, a shaving kit with a straight razor in it, maybe. Yeah. That guy's balls are hairless as sure as I'm sitting here. Sure. <laughs> Um, and just for so our audience knows, he is in fact sitting here with us. It's very apparent. Therefore, mm-hmm. oh, and he's choking me. He's, I'm currently being choked by him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you uh, were presented with this quandary. What do you get? Sure. This guy what do you What office? do you get? A man with calf tattoos, um, right. who perhaps is suspicious that the government is controlling our minds with chemtrails. Right. Um, but uh, so I decided on. Because I couldn't find any cocaine, um, I, I decided to get him uh, a copy of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid on DVD. Uh-huh, Great sure. movie, one of my favorites. And everybody loves Butch Cassidy sure, sure. and the Sundance and it, Kid. You know, good, good dude movie. Can't complain about having a classic on DVD. Even mm-hmm. if it's not your favorite, just take it, put it on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. P- P- good conversation piece. We also would have accepted The Sting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Any any Newman Redford project sure. is is a fine choice. Um so I got him it and you know we had the we had the gift exchange. Nobody said who who they were, but he seemed really like it. Uh and then kind of later at the party I went up to him and I was like, "Oh, hey, you know the, the your secret Santa that was me. I got you." I'm like, Did, "So is that, do you like that movie?" He's like, Fuck, man, it's one of my favorites. especially love that end, man. Butch and Sundance coming out, guns blazing. That is totally my life. (laughs) (laughs) Living in Huntington Beach, fucking seeing my kid every other weekend, guns blazing, man. Smoking a J. I hate to point this out to you, sir, but if that was your life, wouldn't you be currently deceased? (laughs) You'd be dead. Yeah, because that didn't, as far as I recall, it didn't work out too well for Butch and Sundance. No. Spoiler alert. It's not going to work out for him either, man. (laughs) It's going to fucking burn bright and quick. Once you get a neck tattoo, you're pretty much limiting your options, though. He doesn't care. He's locked into whatever his life is. He doesn't care who he hurts in the extended cable business. (laughs) Exactly. He'll step on anyone. I'll be late occasionally to work. You don't have a premium package? Suck it. Yeah. I'll get a little too drunk at the office Christmas party. Boom! I'm talking to Jordan. Guns blazing. <laughs> Maybe he just meant that he uh, aspires to wear a sombrero on a regular basis. Maybe he wants to go to Bolivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are all options. I know. Perhaps I judge too harshly. Maybe Possible I, interpretations. I'm sorry. You know, I thought it was delusions of grandeur. <laughs> I honestly did. But maybe it was just a uh, hat wear choice mm-hmm. that he wanted to make. Headwear? Hatwear? <laughs> I believe it's called hatwear. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little shirt your hat wears. <laughs> Isn't it called a top head sock? Yeah, I think it is called head top sock. head sock. Anyway, we'll be back. Oh, in noodle just... glove. <laughs> a glove for your noodle. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. 
Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse. Jordan. Um, Jordan, the sponsor on Jordan, Jesse, go. A website called IWantToSeeThat.com. IWantToSeeThat.com. We have signed up for this website. I have. We have utilized it. Teresa and I have utilized it to plan what movie we're going to go see. We are going to go see There Will Be Blood. Yeah. And we know that we both want to see There Will Be Blood. Because, because we I use want to see that because com. I want to see that dot com gave also, us the you choices. Share a tiny tiny apartment. Yeah. Also, well, those two things. But we don't ever we don't like to talk about movies. Ah. Inappropriate at the dinner table. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might get heated. It's world issues or nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. So we we both put in to I want to see that dot com. We clicked on the movies that we wanted to see, and it gave us the plan thing. And now we're going to plan when we're going to go see it using the website using the internet. Yeah, if uh, if there's anybody in L.A. who wants to see Rambo, because I hear he punches off someone's head in the movie, <laughs> sign up for IWantToSeeThat.com. Let's let's get on this. And Jordan can use IWantToSeeThat.com to learn that I don't want to see Rambo at all. Jesse, Not he even punches a little bit. off a head. Oh, my God. That sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> Not something I would pay for. <laughs> Can you awesome. imagine just having a nightmare that's just Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> off 60 years old, just punching people's heads off? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm a person who liked, who publicly liked and defended Rocky Balboa, and still the new Rambo movie sounds like a terrifying nightmare to me. Well, we'll have to type our varying yeah. uh, preferences Hopefully in. Hopefully we can find a movie that we both want to see. To I want, on IWantToSeeThat.com. We'll use the click, 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 and the internet will tell us what to do. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Hardball Adams. <laughs> it feels good, right? I like it. It Natural. does feel good. I, you know, if you're in broadcasting, I encourage you to pick a nickname and use it. If you're just going to go about your daily life, I wouldn't recommend right, it. You don't need, you don't Although, need. you know what? I, when I, was, uh, I went to a public radio conference a few years ago. Um, uh, and there was the, the group from uh, Youth Radio in Berkeley was there, and one of their group leaders was this guy who I guess was maybe 19 or 20. Like he had, just, he had recently graduated from high school and finished the program, and he was like a mentor, teacher kind of thing, and his name was Wiz, and it worked really well. He was really, he was really good at being named Wiz. Was he, did he look like a Wiz? Was he like a tiny guy with huge headphones and gadgets in his bag? <laughs> he looked kind of like a, a slightly shorter, slightly heavier version of you. Like maybe four inches shorter and just a little bit rounder in the body. All right. But he was also a DJ. So that was like the technology right. part. Yeah, of right, it. right. That works. Sounds like a whiz. Oh, you know what? I'm actually thinking of IQ from the Burger King Kids Club. Mm. That's looked like you because they're both because both you and, and IQ from the Burger was King. Was he the Kids black Club. one? He was the black one in the wheelchair. No, IQ was, was the wheels. Was the one in the wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> I know that because it was horrible. 
I remember that because it was a horrible and it crushed my childhood. I think the black one was just basketball guy. Yeah, I think he was just a guy who was always worse. wearing his basketball outfit. I would rather they had the black character be in a wheelchair than have him be the stereotypical athlete. No, sure, absolutely. What if he was a, what about this? What if he wheelchair was a wheelchair ba- basketball player? I like player? the way you think. Mm-hmm. I like the way you think. That's called creativity, folks. <laughs> Two with one stone is what that is. Hey, how about this, Burger King? <laughs> Try a little creativity. Yeah, if they come back, you can play Murder Ball. <laughs> By combining them, you have more room for real characters. Yeah, yeah. Get the black <laughs> wheelchair guy out of the way. <laughs> yeah. It's like the old 80s teen romps, you know, those movies where they go to spring break. Yeah, and exactly. And there was always, like, there was always a, a black character. And whenever they met up with the sexy hot girls, there was always randomly a black girl, too. Right. So yeah. two so black to characters avoid, so to avoid an interracial relationship. Because that never happens on spring break. Absolutely They're like, not. Miscegenation <laughs> narrowly avoided. <laughs> Once you. again. If, we, if you have the black character and the white character get together, we're going to have to give this thing an X. Yeah. If you want an R. <laughs> X. Okay, let's go to the telephone calls. Last week on the program, we got a call from someone who uh, offered to be our medical correspondent. Um, We accepted on the basis of the fact that we were charmed by the fact that she called in to announce that she had been allowed to take a makeup test and thus was allowed to stay in medical school. Which seemed like our kind of doctor. Yeah, somebody who's teetering on the edge of getting kicked out. Exactly. Was she calling from a Uruguayan camp of some sort like uh close chicago (laughs) (laughs) that is a better joke than my joke you're Mm -hmm. um uh, i was just mispronouncing something (laughs) it's not really a joke so anyway last week we asked her a couple of really important questions one of them was is hummus good for you uh because hummus tastes really good and it's kind of weird that it might that it seems like it would be good for you so we're not sure if it really is or it's if a that's dip a trick. Too, I mean, yeah, what, dips aren't supposed to be dips? good for you. Yeah, I dips don't make things worse for you. They make it more delicious, yes. but they make it worse for that you. That was question number two, and then question number question number one, then question number two that Jordan posed was: uh, Are anti are antioxidants a thing, and are <laughs> they enough of a thing that you should go out of your way to eat them? I don't have any medical training, <laughs> but I think they are a thing. Yes, I think. It is a word, <laughs> antioxidants. It's definitely a word. In it's this English. case, the and I think blueberries. In this it. case, mm-hmm. the word "thing" used to s- represent something that is of consequence. So you mean it was a more specific medical term? Does it does it matter? Like, is it gotcha. actual? Like, obviously they exist in the world, right. but are they worth paying attention right. to? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Ellen from Chicago, your official medical correspondent. Uh, right now it's 12.30 here in Chicago, and I actually just got back from a six-hour rehearsal at school for the medical school's annual comedy review. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. So in response to last week's uh, question, is hummus good for you? Um, does making it smoother, is that a bad thing? The answers are yes and probably not. And then the other questions were, um, antioxidants, is that a thing? And is it worth really spending a lot of time thinking about? The answers are not really and no. Uh, so I guess that's it. Uh, keep up the good work. Talk to you guys later. Bye. I'll, I'll ask you this. In the medical school comedy review, <laughs> how many house parodies do you think there are? <laughs> I think it's all house parodies. Several. I'm putting at least 50% house parodies. Mm-hmm. What? 
I don't want to uh, impugn this woman's education in any way. I'm sure she's very fine. Can I interject a, something really quick? You can interject on my impugning. Let's just say that I was doing a medical school comedy review. Let's say I was some kind of rich person, as a lot of kids in medical school are, I'm sure. I was affluent, and I wanted to buy a guest star to come be in my review and blow people's minds. Now, a lot of people would think that you would hire uh, that you would hire Hugh Laurie from House, right? But I wouldn't. I would hire Kubiak from Parker Lewis Can't Lose wow. because I heard he's on ER now. That's the big guy. Yeah. He's been on ER for like eight years now, I think. Yeah, well, he was on Parker Lewis Can't Lose for at least two years. I think that was all they <laughs> the got. The entire run of the series. <laughs> yeah. I love that you know that character's name. Though. Kubiak. Of course I know Kubiak's name from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Shit. Nick, what? you wanted to say something that wasn't about Parker Lewis Can't Lose? <laughs> well, it's all, it all goes back to Parker Lewis. Synchronized swatches. <laughs> That's what they said on that show. What? Who am I now? Dane Cook? There was no joke there. Yeah, just referencing I was something. just saying something. Okay, go for it. The next thing, you're going to be on HBO any minute. Yeah, i got to work on my gesticulation. Selling out what? Madison Square Garden. Oh, and your handsomeness. What sort of medical school, A, allows you to just take makeup tests uh-huh. and spend six hours working on a goddamn yeah. comedy review? Shouldn't they be testing people on medicine, not makeup? <laughs> That's a good, good one. <laughs> Sorry. What, 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 what sort of medical school is that? Uh, it's one of those Chicago, it's one of those kind yeah. of heartland medical schools. No wonder it's the second I think city. They probably practice on cows. You're going to lose your correspondent talking that way you're going to be forced to go to sanjay gupta or somebody like that <laughs> i am going sanjay gupta all straight the way. to gupta what's that you Is know i think i'll probably just go to dr bill cosby um excuse me dr william cosby william h right no william h you got it you're on top of it i'm lost uh his we- prescription will be less hip-hop music <laughs> oh, exactly. whatever ails you that's the prescription less rap. his prescription is just pull up your pants yeah. pull up your pants and stop listening to the hippity hop Remember when he wasn't a moron? Remember those days when Cosby was great? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Um, it's Tanner, long-time listener from Illinois. And I'm calling with a question for the J.J. Go medical correspondent. Tonight at dinner, my mom and my dad and me got in a heated argument. Not like you would think with a teenage parent, because it wasn't me versus my parents. It was me and my dad versus my mom. My mom uh, says that she is 100% sure that when men shave, the hair does not grow back faster. My dad says it always has for him, and I agree. And I think it would be an interesting conversation. So find that out for me. Uh, Keep it up. Bye. I like how he ended that with just like a really, a, you know, a, a really present emergency. Get demand. on it, Thorny. Like, take care of business. <laughs> Let's start- finish what we started. The way it started out, I thought that this conversation was going to end in some sort of divorce proceedings. It was very somber. Yeah, it did have that kind of quality of uh, kind of a young adult novel about a <laughs> child whose parents get divorced. <laughs> That's hey, a no matter no matter how fast the hair on a man's face grows back, both your parents still love you. <laughs> <laughs> that sure is true. Uh, hey, Jordan, Jesse. Uh, this is Alex. 
I'm calling in because I've recently made probably the uh, the biggest move in my life. Um, I've kind of graduated from college and was living at home for a few months, and I was getting kind of bored, and I just like got a sense of adventure in me and found a job on Craigslist um, in San Francisco and just moved out from Detroit all the way over here. Um, so, so far, things have been like pretty awesome out here, um, and it makes Detroit look like an absolute shithole in comparison. Um, so, I don't know, I've been out here for a while, and like I was just wondering if you guys knew any good ways to uh, like meet uh, other people out here, like new new people who've moved out to San Francisco or to other towns. Like, what's a good like kind of way to uh, expand my social network? Just like meet new people, like you know, find someone to go you know grab a beer with or play some video games with, or just like shoot the shit with. Um, you know, any kind of suggestions would be awesome. Um, just uh, I don't know. Well, thanks. Um, San Francisco does make uh, Detroit look really like a real shithole. On the other hand, Kandahar, Afghanistan makes Detroit look like a shithole. Zing. Am I right? Take that, Detroit. Rim <laughs> shot. I don't know. There goes Ouch, your Detroit. Coming in hot regarding Detroit. Yeah, I don't. I have no feelings about Detroit. You know what? I know a guy who lives in Detroit. Really cool guy. I've never heard well, anything positive case about that. closed. Yeah. Not one positive thing about Detroit. I don't think. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm glad you're on board. I'll tell you what. I went to Tiger Stadium once and I I it was really old and I see why they tore it down. It was really uncomfortable just to sit in. Just posts everywhere and like uh 6 inches of legroom. I think most of baseball stadiums are like that though. No, it was much worse. Are we going to give him any it advice? It was really bad. Oh, advice. Oh, a guy called earlier. Right. <laughs> The guy who kind of graduated from high school. I okay, like, well let's let's talk about what let's talk about what this guy should do. Well, I mean the, the obvious advice is he should join some sort of club. Sure, right? I, you know, I I uh, I I'm taking a new class. Well, what class are you taking, Jordan? Mystical movement dance class. <laughs> that's not a real class. No, it's totally a real class. No, it isn't. That's a that's not a. Tr- no, true I class. went to my first one uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. It was uh, taught. Uh, you know, I it's been I, I've been. It's in... breaking down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, lying. <laughs> I just wanted you to think I was cool, so I made up the coolest sounding thing possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, do, do it. Go out of your, go out of your comfort zone. What's a good class you should take? What's a class I should take? I don't know anybody. I don't have any friends. Dance class cooking class. Take cooking, a cooking class? class. You're a single guy. You're young. You don't know how to cook. I mean, I'm engaged. No, I'm talking about, it's not always about you. I'm just about <laughs> just the caller. caller. No, I was talking about me. No. Mm. I don't care about the caller. Yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, that guy lives in Detroit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes people from Detroit. Screw that guy. Oh man, there's all kinds of cool stuff you could do in San Francisco. What about an improv class? Don't yeah, you think you'd yeah. like an improv class? Take one they in Bay Area that, uh, Theater Sports. Bay Area Theater Sports. So that's pretty good. That's yeah, a pretty good a solid uh, program at the, at the Bay Area Theater Sports. Even if you think you don't like, you don't have to feel like you're a really funny guy to take improv. I feel like a lot of people think they have to be really funny to do well in improv. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not just saying a lot of jokes. Yeah, you just have to like work hard and do, and and be selfless to be good at improv. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, and 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 hopefully. Hopefully the people in there will be um, will be at least kind of cool. I mean, I imagine if you listen to this podcast, you have you know some sort of uh, 
taste in comedy, clearly. Um, and he left Detroit. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, comedy. He's got that going for him. Like-minded uh, comedy people. Um, yeah, as far as video games, hang out at your local arcade. <laughs> there you go. You said it. You know who the best comedian in Detroit is? Uh, World Series hero Kirk Gibson. Does he do comedy? No, but he played for the Tigers for a while. Got it. Oh, God. My Detroit material. <laughs> I'm thinking about excising like a the, white stripes joke. You have to Detroit save it. You got to say a white stripes joke. Oh, yeah. Something Eminem, white stripes. Is Eminem from Detroit? Yeah, yeah. he is. I would, I would be more likely to eschew an Eminem reference and perhaps make a reference to Obi Trice. Kiss? Slum Village? Isn't Kiss from Detroit? Yeah, Slum Village. Slum Village? Uh, your Elzai's, T1's, Batan. Kiss? 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 I believe they're from Detroit Rock City, if I'm not mistaken. That would make sense. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. Um, I have a story about something that happened at work today. I work at a small print shop. Um, other than the owners, there's me, I'm an intern, two guys who work full-time and a girl who works part-time. And one of the guys who works full-time was talking to the boss about how he got employee of the month. And I mentioned to the boss in front of him, isn't that kind of weird because you really only have four employees and I'm leaving next month. And then the guy, the moment the boss left, just turned to me, and I have no idea whether or not he was serious, but he said, don't you fucking take this away from me. I swear to God, it was one of the greatest moments of my life because I didn't know to be scared or to, like, laugh in his face. That's it. Bye. You know, I uh, I think this guy should stop working for a small print shop and get a job at Print Shop Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> where there's hundreds of new templates and great clip art to make any invitation a slam dunk. For instance, alligator eating birthday cake. Just think of the banners he could make. Mm-hmm. Using, I mean, he'll have to spend a lot of time tearing the little holes off the sure. edges. Can make a good banner. Oh, man, print shop deluxe. You know what you want to call that one? Oh, God. Let's just end the show on Print Shop Deluxe, huh? <laughs> you know what? I would end the show on Print Shop Deluxe, but there are some there's some important shit still to come in this pile of calls here. Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Joel and Binghamton. I was sitting around uh, working on my book and recanting old memories and such what, and, you know, I was taking a break listening to some of your old podcasts, and it seems like a common theme that you keep asking about the secret sex parties at all the nerd events. Well, I haven't really heard anybody calling with a, you know, statement on that. Closest that I've heard come in is probably the bondage ball episode. Well, I had a quick story to kind of tell about that. I was part of a LARP group uh, when I was in Alabama, which was more or less a bunch of people dressing up like vampires and playing paper, rock, scissors, and several and dice at D&D tables. Well, anyhow... After a few nights of hanging out with these weirdos, uh, uh, one of the girls asked me if I'm going to, like, the after party. Well, I go, okay, well, that sounds like fun. And I head out, and there's, you know, a couple gay guys there, so I figured, you know, it might be a little bit something weird like that. But, you know, I figured nothing would happen with that. But then other girls were going there, and the more I heard about it, more it sounds more and more like, you know, secret sex party. What turned out to be was it was. It was gay orgy while the female members, apparently attracted to the gay uh, members of this group, apparently watched on and pleasured themselves while, you know, watching the events go on. 
But anyhow, uh, one night of that was a little bit creepy, and I don't think I ever went back to see him again. So, but anyhow, uh, just I'd throw that into the mix. Okay. Uh, that's the worst lie I've ever heard in my entire life. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> wow! I would. I want more detail. Where did it go on? What happened? What were you doing? How long did you stay? That's that's great. That's the kind of unflinching, uh, uh, hard hardball look. I don't think at in sex, the history sex parties in the history of genitalia, <laughs> women have ever watched gay men having sex and pleasured themselves. I don't think that's ever happened in the history of all. Recorded genitalia. Yeah. Nick, let me ask you this question. <laughs> have you ever you, seen gay sex? It's have you beautiful. ever played uh, live-action vampire games? I, I have to admit I have no experience in live-action <laughs> vampire games, so it's probably... I know that's difficult to admit, Nick. All bets are off. Yeah, once you start playing live-action, <laughs> once you throw them bones to determine... Uh, them, who, them 20-sided <laughs> bones. Yeah. <laughs> Then you start to get a hankering for a good for an eye full of gay action, <laughs> hot gay action. I love how this guy started off. He just what did he call it? L A R P. LARP. LARP. I love how he just play. dropped LARP. Yeah, like that's just well, a you know. I think he knows the audience that yeah. listens to the podcast. Truthfully, I think yeah. so I'm larping. That, uh, I'm larping. I was larping. I'm larping. Man, that's great. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> larping. <laughs> Would you come back to vampire? The homosexual enrollment in LARP groups okay. is going to skyrocket. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Rachel from Los Angeles. I'm calling in for Jesse's honeymoon idea. Um, I think that according to your condition of semi-cheap but uh, assumingly not grungy and semi-romantic. Um, the Mexican state of Oaxaca, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been there before. Um, I personally have not, but there's a huge Oaxacan population in Los Angeles, and uh, most of the Latin American people at the restaurants I work at happen to be Oaxacan, as well as my boyfriend of the past couple of months, and I've learned a lot about the state. They have a festival called Night of the Radishes. I don't really know what that means. Um, they have some really big markets where you can buy some grasshoppers to eat and um, the beach in Itumama Tambien, which is beautiful, is in Oaxaca. And, uh, yeah, that, that's my opinion. I think you can eat some really good mole and, uh, I don't know, get a tan. Okay, good luck. Bye. What, I'll tell you what I really like about this call. It is the tension that runs throughout the call between how informed she is about the state of Oaxaca and Oaxaca and the fact that it's pronounced Oaxaca. Right. So she she clearly knows a lot about Oaxaca. Mhm. She's dropping mole references. She's dropping eating crickets. The radish festival. The radish festival. The beach from Itumama Tambien. But each time she just digs her hole deeper by saying it wrong ever so consistently. <laughs> um, I I I just heard this story from someone, and this is similar. Um, this is a similar thing of knowing a lot, but just pronunciation being an, an issue. Um, uh, I, if someone was telling me for a theater audition, they uh, someone had to sing, you know, the song. Uh, you say tomato, I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Someone had to sing that, but um, for some reason had only 
read the music and had never heard the song. They just learned it from the music, so they were singing, I say tomato, you say tomato, I say potato, you say potato, let's call the whole thing off. How how do you not ever hear that song? I think Chad Foglin told me that story. I don't know. Anyways, That's um, beautiful. I don't know if that's... I can't back that up with anything, but... uh, You know what else is beautiful? Hmm. Mexican state of Oaxaca. I have been there. Really? And one of the reasons I played it is we did actually consider going there for our honeymoon. Oaxaca. We decided it would probably be too hot in August. dating someone from there, though. Maybe you're pronouncing it wrong. That's interesting. I'm sure he doesn't mispronounce it wrong to her. It's definitely... I've never heard it pronounced anything other than Oaxaca, including when I was there with my Spanish-speaking mother. Okay. Um, But it may be that people in Oaxaca call it Oaxaca, and the anglicized version is Oaxaca. Like Hawaii. Yeah, like Hawaii. They just noticed that you were white, and they're like, oh, well, let's say Oaxaca. He's not going to get it. So they don't flip their shit. Yeah, or something. I love that they picked the least interesting vegetable ever and just wrote the festival (laughs) around it. That's the that's the only the second interesting not, thing about radishes I've ever heard other than fragile true, rock. Nick. Nick, that is not true. It is not the least interesting vegetable because you can get it in different colors, and that automatically makes it much more interesting than most vegetables. I don't know. If you had said least interesting thing to have a festival about, you would at least be in the. It's definitely in the bottom five percentile. You know, like it's definitely 95% of things in the world are better things to have a festival about than radishes. But if you're going to narrow it down to vegetables... Yeah, what's a vegetable you'd want to have a festival about? I'm a big broccoli fan. You would rather have a broccoli festival than a radish festival? Absolutely. Does broccoli come in different colors? Oh, I rest my case. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. With us, Nick. Hardball. Adams. Sorry we didn't use your whole name, Nick Hardball Adams. Who gave you that nickname anyway? You? No, I got it in Nam. <laughs> that killed a bunch of guys. Yeah, but you, you got the only other man who knows about that is dead, Jesse. <laughs> you got it in Nam. You know when you were backpacking after college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Countryside, great food. Uh, on the program, Nick. Uh, in case, in case you don't recall from the, the regular times that you listen to it, every time we put up a new show, um, we like to celebrate people, mo- the momentous occasions in people's lives. When something important happens to someone, they give us a call and they tell us about it. Um, here, here are some of the recent momentous occasions. Hey, uh, Jordan Jesse, this is Mark from Cincinnati. Uh, momentous occasion here while listening to the, the, the latest episode, actually during the momentous uh, uh, feedback, I uh, got uh, I changed uh, a poopy diaper for the first time by myself, and it was vile, but uh, I'm a better person for it now. Bye. What I like is that he added by himself, and I wonder if he's had some sort of assistant to this point. You can't go through that. You have to have someone walk you through it the first time, I think. Okay, so he's saying, like, it's like I rode a bike without someone holding the seat. Right, I was totally... It's like flying solo. Gotcha. I gotcha. That's a, that is a monumental occasion. Have you ever changed a poopy diaper? Yes. Have you ever changed a poopy diaper, Jordan? Poop diaper? Sure. Yeah. I don't mind changing a poopy diaper that much, compared. Just compared to... You, you act know, like you've never met the twins. It's like... Of course I've changed a poopy diaper. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, it's a baby, you know? 
It's not. It's not the baby. It's that's like the focus up, of the activity. It's though. like picking up. It's gross, but I mean, it's like picking up dog poop. Like it's just you just you just, just do, do it. it. Yeah, you know. It's, and it kind of comes with the territory. If you have a baby, yeah, you gotta kind of poops will be there. Definitely. Yeah. Hi Jordan. Hi Jesse. Hi Go. Um, this is Max from Singapore. It's on the island at the point of Malaysia. If you want to find out on a map, I'm stopping it here. <laughs> I'm stopping it here because he saw fit to basically give us a lecture, like a stern talking to about where Singapore is. You missed his joke, though. If what? I'm not mistaken, he said, hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, go. We've heard that joke Popular so joke. many times Popular at this point. Joke. It's fine. So, I mean, it's so you fine. Just, you just ignored it. Yeah, we just ignored it at this point. Unless somebody's about to give us a talking down to sure. about where Singapore is. I know where Singapore Wait, is. Thank you very much. Recently, Maybe... <laughs> I don't know, but the you rest of his call is about perfectly reasonable. Let's hear the rest of the call. I just hit the farthest hit I've ever hit in baseball. Um, I'm a short, little, skinny kid, so it's pretty impressive for me. I hit the ball, and it bounced once and hit the fence, which is a total of 287 feet. So, yeah, uh, that's just for my awesome thing that's happened to me. And, yeah, I just thought you might like that. I should chose to play this. Because when I heard him describing how far he hit it, I realized that I have never hit a baseball far. In my entire baseball career, which admittedly ended when I was 12 or 13, um, and uh, I stopped, there stopped being park leagues that I was allowed to play in, and my schools didn't have baseball teams, um, I don't think I ever hit one far. I hit, one, I hit many well. Right. I was not a terrible baseball player. I want to make that clear. I wasn't. I'm. I'm not completely uncoordinated. I mean, I wasn't a, the star of the team, but I was middling. Um, but I don't think I ever once hit a baseball far. I would like to hit a baseball far. I guess follow through is all I can say. Uh, oh, that's really all I got for you. Make it happen. Follow through. There's a lot of people With your out swing, there. I mean, not you know. Oh, I thought you mean actually go out and hit a baseball. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. what, once you. Well, that goes without saying. But on your swing, you're going to want to follow through. There's a lot of people out there who have been waiting for the episode of Jordan Jesse Go where Jordan spills the beans on how he got so fucking good at baseball. Because most people, most people hit and stop. Yeah. yeah. Once they make contact, they just follow through. You got to keep going. I saw Brett Butler do it once in 1989, the hit and stop thing, and I thought it seemed like a good idea. I don't know. Is that before the pill addiction? <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. Important news. Chris Hardwick, the Chris Hardwick, just told me I was beautiful, and he pulled off my headband, and everyone laughed at me. It was a great day. It's a monumental occasion for me, um, and also I, I got to see half his butt, and that was cool, too. Um, bye. What she didn't say is that all this happened immediately after she finished LARPing. Call back. That's a callback. Chris Hardwick does LARP. What I want to know is, what was the context where, A, this girl was so excited to talk to Chris Hardwick. Not that Chris Hardwick isn't really great. Chris Hardwick. I, I think the world of Chris Hardwick. Perhaps he's for the listener who doesn't know, stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian here in Los Angeles. Singled out currently on PBS in some context. Half of Hard and Firm. Wired Science. Yeah, sure. he's on the PBS Wired Science show. Also on G4's Attack of the Show. Okay. Um, but these are not things that would make someone be apeshit to meet Chris Hardwick. Maybe so she's that, a Little Brother fan. That's true, and he and he appeared on their uh, second album. 
um, because for some reason he was friends with little brother. I can't remember what the story was, but he told it to me once. But then what I like is that the call takes a turn. It goes from, he told me I was beautiful, to everyone laughed at me. Why would they laugh? Because he took a, the band off, hair band off her head or whatever she said it was. She doesn't explain. And then she throws us a second curveball, half a butt. This doesn't sound like... Be- I mean, I, I, I know Chris Hardwick, admittedly not real well. We don't pal around or anything like that. But this, none of this sounds like behavior he would ever exhibit. Are you sure that you weren't dealing with a Chris Hardwick impersonator? Doppelganger. It's possible that... You know how they have these firms that they send out celebrity lookalikes to parties and such like, oh, here's your Johnny Depp as the guy from... The Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. Fatso in Spider-Man costume. (laughs) Is it possible that there was one of these firms in 1993, when Chris Hardwick was a celebrity, that sent someone forward in time to wherever she was? The forward in time process involved the tearing of a portion of his pants, thus the butt. Oh, right, maybe through the, the vortex, the warp. Yeah, the warp. I'm I'm not sure exactly, but that's what I'm suggesting. I'm just sug- I'm just throwing out that possibility. Only she knows for sure. Or LARP. It's also <laughs> possible that they were LARPing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound like doesn't sound like the Hardwick I know. But yeah, maybe it was Mike Furman. Might have been Mike Furman. She's getting her and firm, her hard and firm transposed. Exactly. We'll be back in just Dave a second. Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. Nick Adams. Hardball. Shit, Nick. Nick Hardball Adams. I left Half- it open for you because I knew you. I thought you I wanted. I thought you were really excited about that stuff. I screwed it up. I'm sorry. You know what you're really excited about? You're excited about my dog's rope toy. I am. You're playing with my dog's rope toy. Well, it's been in a dog's mouth, Nick. That's gross. That's fine. I, I'm excited whenever I'm around. play with dog food? I play with cat food, mostly. Jordan, <laughs> cat food. Yeah. Jordan what, we're what coming to the food? end of the program, but I'm concerned that you may be entering a dark period in your <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, well, uh, I mentioned earlier the um, uh, taking the uh, mystical movements dance class. And it's uh, I'm I'm kind of trying to I'm consciously trying to branch out uh, in preparation for my I I, I mean I guess I, I'll get into this later but I I'm, I fear I'm about to enter a dark period in my life and uh, maybe I need to branch out and do some more kind of positive activities so I guess like similarly to the uh, caller from San Francisco who wanted uh, advice on how to meet people um, maybe I want uh, you know advice on some kind of out of the box things I can do to stave off the coming darkness or at least ride the wave of darkness yeah as opposed to you know get a wipe out revel sure. in it into the sea of darkness right again darkness mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought i might i thought that might have something in it but it didn't gonna, yeah i always probably run out like bush and sundance guns blazing <laughs> <laughs> out into the darkness <laughs> Anyway, of course, all of the normal action items apply. If something monumental happens in your life, if you have a dispute you think might be settled by Judge John Hodgman, 
Um, if uh, what are our other regular ones? If you have questions for our medical correspondent, you can post those on our message board. And of course, we're just coming up towards the end of the finale of our animal battle. Uh, it's between the ape and the bear, and it is very, very close on the message board right now. Hopefully, I'll get this show up before it's completely finished. Um, but as of recording time, it is tight as tight can be mm-hmm. between the ape and the bear. Um, they are locked in a deadly battle. And we're also talking about what the next battle is going to be. Historical epics has been suggested. Your Bronze Age, your Gilded Age, your Belle Epoque. Sure. Um, there's also been some France. discussion of snacks. <laughs> France. There's been some suge- discussion of, of snacks with a uh, sweet and a salty uh, bracket on either side. Um, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Nick Adams is, of course, online. Is it nickadamsonline.com? Nick Adams Web. Nick Adams Web.com. You can find Nick Adams blog. Uh, you can uh, read his book in bookstores, preferably buy it and then read it. Uh, it's called Making Friends with Black People. Um, you can see him doing comedy around the Los Angeles area. You got anything important Any to plug? Any big Any dates? Big dates? No big dates. I have some small dates, but nothing, nothing big. You can just just look for a smaller type comedy show in Los Angeles. You might catch Nick Adams. And two zero six nine eight four four fun is the telephone number here at Jordan Jesse Go World Headquarters. And if you'd like to email us, it's Jordan. It's jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll see you on the internet message boards. And uh, next week on the program, toodaloo. Oh, shit. I forgot again. Uh, Our theme music Hmm. is uh, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. God bless them for letting us use that. Nick, you had something to say? Strength through peace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was unidentified. Kucinich, 08. (laughs) 